don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. It's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. your ball tonight was me. I'm Gonzarella. But Gonzo, why didn't Vu tell us? Because you all expected me to look a certain way. I don't want you to be upset with me, but I don't want to do things just because that's the way they've always been done either. I want to be me. Oh, Gonzo. We're sorry. It wasn't very nice of us to tell you what to wear to our ball. You're our friend, and we love you any way you are. Yeah, of course we do. Yeah. I say, we get rid of this old royal handbook and make a better one. And in our new handbook, everyone can come to the ball dressed however they like. Yeah! Well, there you go, folks. Disney's the Muppet Babies. Continuing to be woke, continuing to sexualize children, continuing to brainwash young kids into thinking that this trend that they've started over the last three to five years is not just a trend. It's actually what these kids need to do. It's actually what they need to do in order to be accepted by society. So what they did was over years and years of indoctrination is they basically taught all the kids in public schools about how bad segregation is, which is true, and then they drilled it home day in and day out about how the very small minority of transgender people and the very small minority of homosexual people represent the majority. And you now have to either... um, fully accept and, and, and uh, their lifestyle or you're a bigot or a homophobe. And then after you fully accept their lifestyle or you're a bigot or a homophobe, then you actually have to become their lifestyle. And to become their lifestyle, that means you have to identify with not having an identity. That means you have to be gender fluid. That means you have to, that means that if a man wanted to kiss you as a man, then if you don't let that man kiss you as a man, then you are a homophobe or you're a bigot. That is the kind of stuff that has been taught to our children in the public school system for over a decade. 
and it's just now coming out. Don't think that this all just started happening. In order for us to be able to catch all of this, this had to have been happening for quite some time. And if you know this kind of stuff has been happening in the school system for quite some time, and you look at all these stars that were part of the Mickey Mouse Club and then grew up to be completely crazy like Miley Cyrus and many others, well, then you start understanding, folks, that this has been not just a... Let me turn my mic down just a little bit here. Check, check, one, one, one. Okay, that's better. That this is not just a... Uh, this is not just a, a problem that's happened or, or uh, been birthed out of the last three or four years. This has been going on for quite some time, quite some time. And we're finally getting to the point where we can openly call it out, not caring if they falsely accuse us of being homophobic or racist. That is what we should have been doing this whole time. Unfortunately, political correctness has gripped this nation for many, many, many years. I remember back in 19, the late 1990s, going into the early 2000s, political correctness was, it, it started to really start pushing itself through TV, uh, TV shows and movies, and then it really started ramping up in 2005, 6, and then when Obama became president, full-on political correctness, uh, segregation, division, and now here we are today. Now here we are today. Folks, you are locked and loaded right here on Live from America. God bless you, and thank you for joining in today. I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you, as always, from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire, and it's a blessing to do this job for you every day. We are looking for no less than 1,000 shares per day. That means you can't just share it once on your wall somewhere. We got to get it out to our friends in our direct messages and our messenger apps, okay? So if you guys could do that for me, that would be, uh, that would be tremendous. Now, to stay on this Disney topic for just a little bit, this morning I did a video that I put out on social media um, that said, all I seen all weekend long, when I, if I jumped on any kind of social media site, all I saw was teachers leaving their profession, leaving their job in Florida, employees staging a huge walkout from Disney over this new Florida parental rights law. And like I said in the social media video that I put out this morning, clearly, clearly, either nobody read the law or they're pedophiles. There is no in-between. Because the law stipulates that the age group that this caps at is third grade, which is about seven or eight years old, depending on when your birthday is. So that means that these people are walking out of their jobs, leaving their careers, whatever it is, teachers or working at Disney, no matter what position they have at Disney, walking out because they can no longer have sexual conversation with five, six, seven and eight-year-olds. That is the meat and potatoes of it all right there. There is no in-between. There is no radical side or no conspiracy theory. The law uh, clearly states that we will not be having sexualization of our children up to third grade. It, I think it should have went all the way up to high school, to be honest with you. I think it should have went up to 12th grade. But it was third grade. And to all, for all these people to be that mad over this, to walk out of their jobs, lets you know how important it is to them and how much of a priority it is to them to be able to have sexual conversation and sexual talks with your child who happens to be five, six, seven, and maybe at the oldest eight. Maybe at the oldest eight. So that, ladies and gentlemen, is what's going on. That's Disney. And it's finally nice to see that people are waking up to Disney and these large corporations. I've said it before and I'll say it again. You will not win. There are too many people who are awake and not woke. To coin the phrase coming out of CPAC this year. There are too many Americans. There are too many mama bears and papa bears. And there are too many strong, patriotic, red, white, and blue, God-fearing Americans out there who are not going to allow this to happen because they feel awake, not woke. Linda says, how about do not talk like that at all? Exactly. That's, you know what, Linda, on Facebook, I agree. 
I agree, Linda. You are 100% correct. There's no reason to be talking about your sexual preferences or the conduct in which you uh, put yourself in as far as sexual situations anywhere. It is nobody's business what you do in your bedroom but God's. And you can go to him to have him judge you for all of your sexual misconduct. Amen? Folks, you can watch Live from America in so many different places now. Just to give you an idea, if you haven't been watching the show for a while, you can watch the show on Getter, live. You can watch the show on Rumble, live. You can watch the show on Roku, if you have a Roku TV or a Roku app, live under LFA TV. You can watch on Fire Stick, live. You can now watch on the LFA Producers Facebook page because he is streaming the show there as well. And you can hear it on podcast channels like iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Radio.com, and of course, RSS.com. We're everywhere and they can't stop us. I would like to ask for prayers this morning for John McGuire, Lisa's husband, Lisa McGuire's husband, John McGuire. He may have had a heart attack this morning. They are in the ER as we speak. So I would like to ask for prayers and uh, and positive energy sent their way, folks. Uh, Please ask God to cover them in an armor of God and help them in their time of need. Um, You know, we like I always say, we all have our issues and we all have problems. But some people are in dire needs of help. And uh, we have to pray for God, pray to God for them. I would also like to thank the following people. Clint Matlock. Big shout out from the amazing Jeremy Harrell. That's what he wanted. So Clinton Matlock, God bless you. And let's give all glory to God. There's nothing amazing about me, sir. Dennis and Suzanne, owner of TC Candy in Pennsylvania. They sent chocolates to my family for Easter. Again, TC Candy in Pennsylvania. Check them out online. Thank you, Dennis and Suzanne. Jennifer Coral, thank you so very much. Or Jen- I should say Corell. Jennifer Carell, thank you for uh, for the card and your donation in the mail. Connie Cutbreath, thank you for your donation. And Jerry Tresselt, or Treselt, thank you for your donation and your very kind note. I do appreciate when you guys send me things. And by the way, if you guys send any checks for donation and your number is not on there, write your phone number on there. I'll give you a call. If you send a letter or if you send anything in the mail and you want a phone call, Write your phone number in there, and we'll get to that. Right now, it's been a dual effort from myself and the producer. He's been answering a lot of the emails. I've been doing a lot of phone calls, and we're really doing well with getting back and having great correspondence with all of you in the Life from America family, and it could not make me more happy. I should say it couldn't make me more joyful than to be able to reach out to each and every one of you. As you know, last week, we ended the week pretty rough. I was tired. People were telling me to take the week off. There is no possible way I could ever do that to any of you. Even if I was dying, I would be sitting here with an IV in my arm doing live from America. Okay? Uh, But this weekend, something happened with my family. We've we've had an addition to my family. Um, Can I ask Eli to bring in our addition to our family so I can put him on camera and show him to you? Um, He's an addition to our family. There's some... uh, you know, our, our kids are going through some things right now where maybe having this addition to our family would be uh, helpful. Uh, actually, my wife is bringing him in. Oh, he was? Okay, bring him over here. Oh, hold on. You're going to have to stay here. Here he is. Everybody say hello to Jackson or Jax for short. We woke him up, but he's the new addition to our family. And a couple of our kids in our family right now are going through some things where we think that this little guy might help them out. You never know. Little puppies can do wonders. But if you please pray for us as we bring this new addition into our home, as our, uh, as our uh, very, very anxiety-driven other dog is very, very um, jealous. But we'd like to say hello to Jax. Jax, say hello to the Live from America family. This is Jackson. Okay, I'll let him go back to you now. There you go. Oh, thank you. Uh, Eli can do that door if you can't. Okay, so folks, we are back. Dogs do wonders. Exactly. That's why they have. That's why people have. That's why they're service dogs for people for their emotions. Amen. Okay, let's go right to the Lord, folks. We've got a lot to talk about today, and it's going to be a little bit longer of a show. If you've not yet shared, please do so. I know you guys. He's so cute. He's so amazing. Uh, please do so as we go to the Lord. And the newsletter of this morning was titled this, Resurrection 
powers. I have resurrection powers. I have power. You know that song? I know you do. All right, here we go, folks. Resurrection powers. Verse of the day comes from Luke 24, 3 through 7. Luke 24, 3 through 7. So they went in, but they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, two men appeared suddenly to them, clothed in dazzling robes. The women were terrified and bowed with their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, Why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He has risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee? That the Son of Man must be portrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and that he would rise again on the third day. Luke 24, 3 through 7. Folks, if the resurrection didn't happen, then none of what we believe in or do on a daily basis is valid. If the resurrection didn't happen, then all of Christianity is fake. That is not the case, though. How do we know that? The Holy Spirit burning deep inside of each and every one of us. And you know what I'm talking about. All of you who have had this experience, you know what I'm talking about. Amen? The most real feeling of some presence than you've ever experienced in your whole life. That is the Holy Spirit. We know the resurrection happened based on multiple eyewitness testimonies, writings, but most importantly, because we feel the Holy Spirit working in us every single day. So since it happened, and Christ has resurrection powers, why do we ever feel overwhelmed? Why do we ever feel stressed out or exhausted or beat down by life? Since we know the resurrection happened, then Christ has already overcome all of life's problems for you. And not all of life's problems for you, but all of your life problems. Christ has already overcome them, you guys. It wasn't just to secure a new covenant with God. It was to take away all of your problems and give you the opportunity to tap into those resurrection powers whenever you should know, whenever you need them, excuse me. And that's incredible. If you believe the resurrection happened, then you should no longer have extended amounts of problems in your life. And if you do, then you know exactly where to go to help beat them back and clear a path for you to keep going. And that is the Bible. So we want to thank you, Jesus, today that we have the Bible and that we have you in our corner. In your holy name we pray. Amen. How many of you know what I'm talking about? In the comment sections, no matter where you're watching, if you know what I'm talking about, of that Holy Spirit burning deep inside you as evidence and proof that the resurrection happened, then say amen as we remove our hats and go to the Lord formally for the Lord's Prayer. As always, from your lips to his ears, let's say it together because there's not only power in the name of Jesus, but there is power in prayer. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. You know, a lot of you tell me how much you appreciate that morning newsletter, but I want to tell you that I appreciate the fact that I have people to send a newsletter to that need to hear exactly, exactly what God told me to tell them. 
because that's how we choose the newsletter every day. We let God do it for us. Who is ready for the first and foremost section now that we've got this heavenly energy on this brand new week, this Monday, April 4th, 2022. Put your cups up and let's have our first slurp of the day. And for all those who are donating to the slurp fund, we are currently sitting at about $1,100, $1,200, somewhere in that range in the Slurp Fund. I don't know the exact amount, but that's, we'll go to that and funding our producer. Let's have our first Slurp of the day. And here we go. Finally, 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 somebody in the mainstream media had the spine to bring up the neo-Nazi militia group known as the Azov Battalion, which, by the way, has been and is continuing to commit atrocities on the Ukrainian people and then turning around using the full might and the propaganda of the Ukrainian government that, by the way, is a television production series and company all of its own to blame it all on Russia. That my friends, is the art of propaganda. Nobody on February 28th and February 29th and March 1st and March 2nd and March, oh yeah, February 29th doesn't exist. March 1st, March 2nd, March 3rd, March 4th, nobody except for myself and a handful of other people were talking about this neo-Nazi group, the Azov Battalion. And finally, because of you hammering it home and sharing it to millions of people throughout the week, finally, Brett Bayer on Fox News confronted President Vladimir Zelensky about the Azov Battalion, which is a very well-known and documented, self-proclaimed neo-Nazi group, one of the largest in the world, Finally, Brett Bayer of Fox News confronted Vladimir Zelensky on this topic, and you are not going to believe your ears, or maybe you will, when you hear what his answer was about the neo-Nazi group. Check this out. I want to have, have you clear something up for us, uh, and this is these reports about the Azov Battalion that is said to be Nazi-affiliated organization operating as a militia in your country, uh, said to be committing their own atrocities. What should Americans know about that unit, about those res reports? So Azov was one of those many battalions. They are what they are. They were defending our country. And pause later, that. Let's I pause that. He says Azov. He said about the Azov Battalion group, they are what they are, and they're defending our country. He literally said the words, folks, and I'm going to keep going. And you know what? I'm very surprised Brett Bayer did this. I really am because he's become a rhino himself. But he literally said they are what they are. Now this goes on for quite a quite a bit longer here, but I'm going to I'm going to pull that back to when he says they are what they are. I want you to hear his words because this is openly embracing neo-Nazism. Openly embracing. Check it out. was one of those many battalions. They are what they are. They were defending our country. And later I want to explain to you. Everything uh, from uh, all the components of those volunteer battalions later uh, were um, incorporated into the, the military of Ukraine. Those, well, there you uh, go, guys. Of, uh, he says they've been incorporated into the military of Ukraine. They have openly, officially, publicly, and more than likely proudly accepted one of the largest neo-Nazi groups in the world as part of their Ukrainian army. And those are the disgusting people that are committing the atrocities and then filming it to make it look like it's the Russians. And I would guarantee you that about 80% of that propaganda is exactly that. But the crazier part than all of that is this. Democrats and the people that blindly just said, I stand with Zelensky. He is a hero. Not I stand with Ukraine because I think we all stand with any innocent people dying. But we're talking about, I stand with Zelensky. Zelensky is a hero. So that pretty much engulfs everybody on the left, especially all the drooling, drunk, cokehead, talking heads 
on uh, on Capitol Hill that are uh, part of the swamp. Okay, all of those people, except for Marjorie Taylor Greene, I might add, who sat there and drooled all over the fact that Zelensky was making an appearance to Congress. Meanwhile, Marjorie Taylor Greene did what I did and just basically sat there. That's what we were talking about when she visited the show last week. But those same people that we're talking about are also openly, proudly, officially, and very publicly supporting not only emotional support, but funding giving financial support to a real neo-Nazi group that is basically the size of a battalion in an official army. And they are funding them, and they are supporting them. So while CNN and MSDNC and the rest of the know-nothing mainstream fake news losers tell you that you are a Nazi for supporting President Donald J. Trump, flip it on them, flip the script and say, no, 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 no. You're calling us Nazis, but that's not true. But the people that actually call themselves Nazi, you're funding. So who's the real Nazi? That's what we need to continue to bring up, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we need to continue to bring up, and that's what we need to hammer home. And thank God that somebody in the mainstream news finally mentioned the Azov Battalion, because I've been waiting, and there's very few people who've talked about it. But again, Zelensky... All of, the con- all of Congress, anybody who said Zelensky is a hero, that includes Kevin McCarthy, that includes Mitch McChina, everybody that said he's a hero has no idea that that guy is literally leading a neo-Nazi group, helping fund a neo-Nazi group, open arms, welcomed them into his military, and is allowing atrocities to happen on their own people, and the Democrats are funding it. By the way, they're just, they just secured another $300 million of aid. So another $300 million of your taxpayer money is going to be shipped over there to fund neo-Nazis. I hope you're proud of that. And Biden voters, not only do you owe us gas, but you owe us one heck of an apology for calling us Nazis. Let me know if you agree by sharing the video and giving me, giving me an amen. All right, uh, folks, moving from one pile of trash in Zelensky and the Azov Battalion neo-Nazi group to another pile of trash, and that is the Hillary Clinton campaign, the Hillary Clinton Foundation, and Bill and Hillary's entire family and everything that they've ever touched, loved, and known. That is probably the largest dumpster fire on planet Earth, outside of Joe Biden, his brain melting like ice cream on a 90-degree day in the Rose Garden. All right? Finally, ladies and gentlemen, again this weekend, we've got some more vindication. But it comes in a way that you have to read between the lines to see, and nobody is talking about it. This weekend, we got a full admission by the Hillary Clinton campaign for falsely creating the fake Russia dossier and then using the mainstream media to manipulate the country into believing it in order to run a 24-hour smear campaign for months to impeach a sitting president who is named Donald J. Trump. And that means by the uh, the Hillary Clinton campaign admitting that they created the false Russian dossier, then that means that whatever impeachment that was, one or two, is completely invalid, and Donald J. Trump has a right to sue them for a heck of a lot more than he is. But I don't think he's worried too much about the money and the monetary uh, gain that he's going to get by suing them. I, I think, like I said last week, that this is going to open doors that we've never seen before. Because behind the scenes, you've got John Durham, who is working his butt off And Cash Patel said over the weekend that he fully expects major indictments by Durham 100% by summer. So you have all that going on, and then the FEC finds Hillary Clinton and the DNC, and do you want to know how they admitted to it? They admitted to it by paying the fine. Hillary Clinton didn't come out and run her her glad bag gums to tell you she did it. They admitted it by paying the fine. Now, the fine to the FEC, I think, was what? Like 100 and what? Hold on. I got it here somewhere. Give me a second. 
The fine was $113,000. So that means by the Hillary Clinton campaign paying that FEC fine in full, that is an admission of guilt for producing the fake Russia Steele dossier. Okay, so that means that an entire impeachment that we knew was false and a hoax anyway is officially false and a hoax and invalid. And that needs to come off his record because even though he didn't get convicted of it, he's still impeached and they're using that language. We need to go get that language reversed so that we can turn it back on their heads. And when we take the uh, control in November, we open up all of our committees, take over the January 6th committee and actually go after the people that need to be in prison. Right. Okay, so folks, just by the simple fact that they paid it, that is an admission of guilt, and we'll see where that goes. We got a lot of winning going on, folks, a lot. Now, that wasn't the only story that we're going to talk about today that concerns glad bag Hillary. There's one more here because she's been in the news a lot lately, and so has Obama, which is going to beg the next question, but that's in the next segment. Let's stay with Hillary real quick. Now, Hillary Clinton went on TV today, uh, this weekend on Meet the Press with Chuck Todd, as always. And she said, basically, she says, I don't understand why Biden's poll numbers are so low. Um, Because you don't understand why Biden's poll numbers are so low is the exact reason that you had to write a book after you miserably failed to win an election called What Happened? That is how incredibly out of touch, ignorant, and possibly just brain dead stupid these people really are. Okay? Let's play you the video. I know you don't want to hear her glad bag gums, but let's play you the video of Hillary basically admitting she doesn't understand why the poll numbers are so low. The Democrats need to get out there and do a better job at telling you about all of their accomplishments. And this is why that woman will never, or or never was, and will never be a president of any country. A lot of speculation is that this trouble for President Biden politically started with the chaotic withdrawal in Afghanistan. Do you buy that? I don't think it helped. Um, I I think that is obviously the case. Like Benghazi? Uh, I think that uh, the performance uh, with respect to Ukraine has been uh, excellent. And one of the smartest things that has been done uh, was releasing classified intelligence to prevent the false flag uh, kinds of operations that Putin was counting on. And also, let's remember, uh, Putin uh, has been quite effective in uh, impacting uh, public opinion, particularly in the last uh, decade or so. She says Putin has been quite effective. That's funny because that's something that you've never been able to be is effective. Anyway, move on. United States and in Europe. And this was uh, largely stymied by releasing that intelligence. So Watch the video I think go a out. lot of lessons have been video learned. Video goes out, uh, just the audio stays. But there is a, a lot of good uh, accomplishments to be putting up on the board, and uh, the Democrats uh, in office and out need to be doing a better job of making the case. And okay. frankly, standing up to the uh, other side with their uh, craziness and their oh, calls yeah. for impunity and nuttiness that we hear coming from them, I, I don't think the average American... Uh, frankly, wants to be governed by people who live in a totally different reality. No, we'd rather be governed by people who leave their laptops at uh, at stores to get fixed and then find all of the pedophilia, crack smoking, and all of the illegal, illegal activity that his father and everybody in the Democratic Party has been involved in. That's who we'd not rather be governed by. We'd rather not be governed by somebody who can't even make it to the bathroom, go to the bathroom successfully, and wipe his own rear end without having a Secret Service man do it for him those are the people that we don't want to be governed by we don't want to be governed by people that can't prove to us by just merely showing us receipts that they won the presidential election in 2020 those are the people we don't want to be governed by and clearly the american people spoke very loudly twice when they voted you not the president of the united states and clearly the country doesn't want to be governed by you either or your cheating rapist husband, Hillary Clinton. But the only reason you're seeing her in the media now is because things are starting to crumble down on her, and the only power that the Clintons still have in this country is the power of public opinion. So if they make their ugly faces known on TV for a few weeks, then the people will go, oh, I remember her, I'm with her. I wore an I'm with her T-shirt. She's back, everybody. 
Yay! That's the only reason. Because the walls are closing in and they need some power and there's no power like the power of public opinion. That is why you're seeing her and many others back in the news. Oh, but wait, there's more. There's more. Barack Hussein Obama will be back in our taxpayer, tax-paid White House for the first time since leaving the White House tomorrow, Tuesday, April 5th. That's right. Barack Hussein Obama will be making a statement to the American people from the White House concerning the Affordable Care Act, or better known as Obamacare. First of all, why? Why? Obamacare is pretty much dead and gone. So why? And number two, why is it that we're getting an actual White House address to the nation about Obamacare from former President Barack Hussein Obama when we can't even get a statement to the American people from the current resident of the White House in the White House? He has to do it from a fake stage three blocks away. Tell me, ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? And again, why? But Barack Obama, this isn't his first appearance. No, no. He's been all over TV like crazy lately. He's been promoting his book. He's been promoting Obamacare still. He's been promoting the Democratic Party and Biden's accomplishments. Why? Why all of a sudden are we seeing these dirtbags and these sleazeballs make their faces known Again, the only thing I can think of is, A, Obama's really running the country and they're about ready to remove Biden based on his mental decline. And that is why you're hearing so much news in the mainstream media about Hunter Biden's laptop. The question is, what is their plan? What is their plan? That's what we need to get to the bottom of. What is their plan? Uh, Raise your hand if you're going to watch and listen to Barack Hussein Obama's address tomorrow from the White House concerning Obamacare. And if you're not going to watch or listen, then say no or heck no in the comments and let me see who's going to pay attention to it and who is not. Now, moving on from that, because I said we've got a lot to cover today and we're about 36 minutes past the hour. So let me get right back into the next story. Here we go. Because of Biden's weakness and President Trump, Cash Patel, Rick Grinnell, anybody, Steve Bannon, anybody who understands anything that's going on has said the same thing for the last 10 months, 12 months. Biden's weakness is being seen and heard on a world stage, and this is the opportunity for the people that hate the United States of America to band together, even if they hate each other, the enemy of my enemy is my friend situation, to take down America. They've got a small window to do it, and they've got help from within. So, ladies and gentlemen, my question is, are they really going to be able to take down the greatest country that has ever been on the face of the planet Earth? Well, this weekend, Russia and China cemented a brand new found relationship over the weakness of the United States of America, our illegitimate, unelected, cheating resident of the United States, and calling him out over all of his, what they call, illegal sanctions and saying there will be you-know-what to pay. Russia and China, folks, Radio Free Asia reported on the recent meeting between Russia and China. Biden's actions to date have emboldened the two countries while bringing them ever so close together. Russia and China further cemented their alliance Wednesday, uh, hitting uh, last week, hitting uh, out illegal international sanctions on Russia in response to its invasion of Ukraine. Quote, the ministers had a thorough exchange of views on the situation around Ukraine. The Russian foreign ministry said in a statement following talks between Russia's foreign minister and Chinese counterpart Wang Yi in the eastern province of Anhui, Anhui in, on Wednesday, the head of the Russian foreign ministry informed his Chinese counterpart about the progress of the special military operation. See, Russia continues to call it a special military operation, while the West 
and NATO call it an invasion. My research and my digging and hours and hours of reading and watching material both here and on other places that probably we shouldn't visit like in the dark web and stuff have led me to believe that the statement of a special military operation is probably more likely than calling it an invasion. Okay. The sides noted the counterproductive nature of the illegal unilateral sanctions imposed on Russia by the United States and its, uh, and its um, allies are completely illegal and wrong. The article continues saying there is no limit to China-Russia cooperation, no limit to our efforts to achieve peace, safeguard security, and oppose um, the illegal actions of the West. China-Russia relations are non-aligned, non-confrontational, and non-targeted at any third party, the spokesman said. On Ukraine, China would, quote, play a constructive role and provide assistance to normalize the situation in Ukraine, any action that could add fuel to the fire or exacerbate con- uh, controversies must be prevented. So this lines up with everything that I've been telling you for the last three weeks, that while the sanctions on the front end are there merely for optics, they're not hurting Russia and they're not hurting the Russia people, the Russian people. Why? Because other countries like China and others are propping them up on the back end completely keeping them funneled with anything that they need, and Russia's ruble now is at the strongest point than it's ever been in modern history. Meanwhile, we suffer and pay 5 $6 a gallon for gas. I told you weeks ago, the only people that these stupid, illegal, ridiculous, weak sanctions were going to hurt were the people of the countries that imposed the sanctions, and it's proving to be true. So we better watch out. We better watch out. Because when you have people like Russia and China, who are not friends, by the way, who are not allies, allying with each other against us over the stuff that we're doing, and they have help in the White House, whether directly or indirectly, that's scary stuff, folks. That's scary stuff. And it's going to come down to the same people that were responsible for starting this nation to begin with and fighting back the biggest military superpower of that time, and that is the American people. You me and everybody else watching this video right now, we are going to have to, with the help of God and the armor of God, fight off these people coming after our country now because our government is not going to have anything to do with it. All right. Moving on to some good news, and I think this is good news. Now, a lot of people may not agree with me, but hear me out. Sarah Palin is making a comeback. Sarah Palin will win that U.S. House seat in Alaska. Sarah Palin just got endorsed by President Trump literally hours after she uh, announced that she was going to run for that open house seat. Now, here's the thing about Sarah Palin that we need to talk about for the naysayers out there. By the way, before we get to that, somebody in, on Facebook said that they are really liking this sweatshirt. This sweatshirt is for sale on my website, but if you... Um, if you have a $200 order, you get this for free, just so you know. Now, for the naysayers out there about Sarah Palin, let me just tell you something about her. Anything negative about Sarah Palin, I believe, is because of running with John McCain, who was probably the king rhino. If there was ever a rhino out there that could crown himself king, while he still could, it would have been John McCain. John McCain was the biggest rhino that I've ever known other than maybe George Bush, okay? And Mitt Romney, they're all right there. Either way, either way, it was always the plan for John McCain to lose to Barack Obama. It was always the plan for Mitt Romney, now that hindsight is twenty twenty, to lose to Barack Obama. And Sarah Palin was thrust into a role that she had no control over Meanwhile, she was real conservative. She was Miss Tea Party. If it wasn't for the Tea Party and people like Sarah Palin, then we wouldn't have had Donald Trump. I can tell you that right now. So because of people like Sarah Palin is, is why we had enough people out there that would get behind a President Trump for a President Trump to win. 
Now, if you don't believe me, please go do your own research. But the only bad rap that she has outside of being a normal mom with normal problems with normal teenagers like we all have is the fact that she was stuck side by side with that biggest rhino ever, John McCain. So having said that, I think Sarah Palin is good for the party today where she may not have been good for the party back then because of her ideologies, because of her spine, because she was not, she was one of the first one to call it the lamestream media, if you remember. She was set up to lose from the very beginning, and yet she was still out there calling it the lamestream media. I wasn't a fan of hers back then, but I am now. Isn't it amazing how that works? I wasn't a fan of hers because I wasn't a fan of McCain. And just by proxy, just by the fact that she was attached to him, I didn't like her. But now I like her. Now hindsight being 2020, I realize that if it wasn't for her, we wouldn't be where we are today. So she announces that she's going to run. And of course, President Donald J. Trump puts uh, his support right behind her. Let's go ahead and read. He said, wonderful patriot Sarah Palin of Alaska just announced she is running for Congress. And that means there will be a true America first fighter on the ballot to replace the, the late and legendary Congressman Don Young. Sarah shocked many when she endorsed me very early in 2016, and we won big. Now it's my turn, said President Trump. Sarah has been a champion for Alaskan values, Alaskan energy, and Alaskan jobs, and the great people of Alaska. She was one of the most popular governors because she stood up to corruption in both state government and the fake news media. Sarah lifted up, lifted the McCain presidential campaign out of the dumps. Yes, she did. I will agree with that despite the fact that she had to endure some very evil, stupid, and jealous people within the campaign itself. They were out to destroy her. Amen. But she did not let that happen. Sarah Palin is tough and smart and will never back down, and I am proud to give her my complete and total endorsement and encourage all Republicans to unite behind this wonderful person and her campaign to put America first. Amen. President Trump. That was, that was a great endorsement by President Trump. It wasn't just the same old, same old, because sometimes he, got, he does get pretty redundant in his endorsements. That was an endorsement from the heart, and those are the kind of endorsements that I like to see. Way to go, President Trump. Way to go, Sarah Palin. You've got my vote, even though I'm not in Alaska. But hey, I should be able to vote for her in New Hampshire, right? I mean, if illegal aliens can vote and dead people can vote, then why can't I vote for Sarah Palin, right? It's a joke, obviously. Somebody said, Larry Reha, prayers for you and your state. Larry, yes, prayers for you and your state. What's ever going on, we love you, sir. And uh, I've grown fond of Larry and the conversations that we have. So thank you, Larry, for being here. Okay, folks, moving on. Um, Right on schedule. Oh, thank you very much, Mateo, for that that $40. and, And mahalo to you, too. Um... Right on schedule, the WHO, the World Health Organization, here we go, says that there is a new COVID variant discovered in the United Kingdom called the XE. Yeah, you know, we have to give them, you know, just letter pronouns now, just like the uh, just like women who want to be men and men want to be women, apparently. It is the XE variant found in the UK. And guess what, folks? You'll never guess. This could be, you ready for it? Quote, the most transmissible variant yet. Watch out, Omicron. Watch out, Delta. Watch out, Megatron. There is a new transformer in town, and it goes by the name of COVID-XE, and it's the most transmissible and deadly variant known to man. Watch out. Oh, yeah, folks, it's happening. We knew it. We called it. We're not afraid of it. We're not masking up again. Too bad. But either way, it's worth talking about. According to the World Health Organization's latest report, a new COVID-19 variant, a recombinant of the BA1 and BA2 Omicron strain has been found in the United Kingdom. (gasps) No, no, not the deadly COVID again, not the flu. The new variant is called XE and was first detected in the UK on January 19th. And yet, right now, folks, over 600 cases have been reported since then. Oh, no. 600 cases of another strain of flu in two months. Everybody run for the hills. The XE recombinant 
was first detected in the UK on January 19th. 600 people have it since then. And the WHO says in its weekly uh, epidemiological update, early day estimates indicate a community growth rate advantage of 10% as compared to BA2. However, this finding requires further confirmation, says the WHO. Right on cue, I don't expect, uh, I expect to hear from Tony the Ratface Fauci today about this, since this is out in the news. XE belongs to the Omicron variant. Until significant differences in transmission and disease characteristics uh, include severity may be reported, WHO continues to closely monitor and assess the public health risk associated with the new variant alongside SARS-CoV-2 variants and will provide updates as further evidence becomes available. Let me just save you some time. Let me just provide you evidence right now that masks don't work, lockdowns didn't work, we're not going back to it, and you can take your XE variant and shove it up your B-U-T-T of your rear end. How about that? Because we're not doing it again. Let's move on to the next story because, folks, I think it's time to go rhino hunting. Where's my rhino permit? Ready for rhino hunting? And don't worry, we're making a new animated segment to to preface the rhino hunting segment. But, folks, I got my rhino uh, permit out, so let's go rhino hunting. Because we're going to Maryland and then to my state of New Hampshire, first of all. Let's go down to that Humpty Dumpty Maryland governor, Republican governor, by the way, Larry Hogan, who decided he was going to go on CNN, on State of the Union, and trash and attack Governor DeSantis over the parental rights law that people are coining the don't say gay bill. But in the same sentence where he attacks governor DeSantis he actually admits he never even read the bill or the legislation doesn't know anything about it I don't, I'm not making this up guys here is if you live in Maryland here's your governor Larry Hogan being a complete dum-dum uh your fellow Republican governor DeSantis in Florida he suggested that he will retaliate against Disney after it criticized Florida's so-called don't say gay bill, which bans certain instruction about sexual orientation and gender identity in the classroom. What's your reaction to that? And then more broadly, what do you make of that legislation? Well, I didn't, law, I I didn't really actually see the details of the legislation, of but the whole, the whole thing seems like uh, just a you know, crazy fight. Uh, I'm not sure. It's, it concerns me that DeSantis is always talking about uh, you know, he was not not demanding that businesses do things, but he was, you know, telling the cruise lines what they had to do. He was telling local schools what they're mandating. And now he's he wants to criticize Disney for expressing, you know, how they feel about that uh, that bill. I mean, they have every right to it. We have a thing called freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they can they can come out and say what they think. I think the, the bill was kind of absurd uh, and uh, not something that would have happened in our state. So you. There you go. He thinks the bill is absurd and not something that would happen in his state. And he is right. Disney does have the First Amendment right to confront Governor DeSantis over a bill that they don't like. But what Larry Hogan failed to mention during that entire egghead statement that he made was that it's about children five, six, and seven. It's about not being a pedophile, Larry Hogan, not about the right to freedom of speech, about the right of children to not be molested by an adult. And that's why I would love to interview some of these losers, some of these rhinos. I would love to interview them and say, do you even know what you're talking about? Clearly, you said you didn't read the bill. So how can you not be a fan of the bill? You said you don't know nothing about the legislation, so how can you say that that legislation wouldn't have passed in your state? Are you telling me that the people of Maryland want to have sex with children? Is that what you're saying, Larry Hogan? Larry Hogan, are you saying that you would like to have sex or maybe have sexual conversations with children? Because let me break the news to you. If you are an adult who loves to have sexual conversation with five, six, and seven-year-olds, then you are either already a pedophile or you are a pre-pedophile. Either way, you should be in prison and not around children. It's that simple.
I don't know any other easier way to explain it than that. And now let's go to my live free or die state of New Hampshire because I've got a bone to pick with my loser, Rhino Governor, right here and Governor Chris Sununu. I'm also going to be going to our Republican meeting next month and I am going to lay the hammer down in stark opposition for any kind of support behind Chris Sununu, Governor of New Hampshire. Now, my, my Republican Party... They're not the greatest. They're not really that fond of him, but there are some real staunch supporters of Chris Sununu in our Republican Party, the Rhinos, and they're right in my own county Republican uh, committee as well, okay? And they'll defend him to the last, to their last breath, no matter what. And the others that don't want to defend him are too afraid that if we get rid of him, we'll get a Democratic governor. Well, at least he didn't do the mask mandate. Well, at least he didn't do the vax mandate. Guess what? I wouldn't care if he was a king. He still wouldn't be able to make me do a mask or a vaccine. So I don't understand what the problem is. But this loser spent this weekend while President Trump was with the people in Michigan talking about the people of Michigan. And while President Trump was being in tune with the people that live in this country, Governor Chris Sununu was not in New Hampshire. No, he was in the D.C. swamp for the gridiron dinner talking trash about President Donald Trump. While President Trump was speaking to thousands of deplorables in Michigan Saturday night, Republican New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu, Sununu, excuse me, was trashing President Trump in remarks made at the D.C. Swamp's Gridiron Dinner in Washington. The dinner is one of several annual dinners held by the media, where the president traditionally speaks before an audience of media figures and invited government officials and uh, politicos from both major parties. Joe Biden, spending yet another weekend in Delaware, sent a videotape speech that fell flat and nobody could understand anyway because, oh, come on, man. The Hobo 19 variant is coming right after you, man. Now, the motto of the dinner is singe but don't burn with your remarks. But Sununu took a blowtorch to President Donald J. Trump, and for that, he's a scumbag, and I will be openly and publicly talking about how this guy needs to leave the party and leave the governor's uh, mansion here in um, New Hampshire. This is what, this is what Chris Sununu said about Donald J. Trump. He said, you know, he's probably going to be the next president. Okay. Musing about his experience, passion, and sense of integrity and the rationale he brought to us with his tweets. As the room quieted to see where he was going with this, he then paused and yelled, nah, I'm just kidding. He's effing crazy. Actually said the word. He's effing crazy talking about President Donald J. Trump. The ballroom roared with laughter. And then Chris Sununu said, are you kidding me? Come on. You guys aren't buying that, are you? I love it. He stresses me out so much. But I'm going to deny ever have said it. It didn't stop there. The press often will ask me, he said, if I think Donald Trump is crazy. All I'll say is this way. I don't think he's so crazy you could put him in a mental institution. But I think that Trump, if he were in a mental institution, he ain't never getting out. That's what he said. Those are Chris Sununu's words about Donald J. Trump. He then went on to blast Senator Ted Cruz, Mike Lindell, and Ginny Thomas. He said this. Ginny Thomas is, of course, Clarence Thomas's wife. Um, We know that she may be extreme, but let's face it, when it comes to texting, she's no Anthony Weiner, and you guys thought we forgot about that freak show. On Ted Cruz, he said nobody really knows why the the People's Convoy are in Washington in the first place. This is what he said, which pretty much describes Ted Cruz himself, right? What is with Ted? You see that beard? He looks like Mel Gibson after a DUI or something. Then, about Mike Lindell, he said, this guy's head is stuffed with more crap than his pillows. And by the way, I was not told to say this, but I will. His stuff is crap. This is what Chris Sununu says about one person out there fighting ever so hard for your rights and for our rights. He said, I mean, it's absolute crap. You can't, you only can find that kind of stuff in a Trump hotel. This is what that loser said. You know what? This is, I know this sounds like a, uh, a sales ploy using a promo code, but guess what? I'm going to do it too. Go to Mike Lindell's site today. I don't care if you use my promo code or not, 
Mine's LFA. You all know it. Use War Rooms. I don't care. Use anybody's. But go there and buy something that you don't need today. And in the notes section, if there is one, say I'm buying this in stark opposition to the stupid diarrhea that came out of Governor Chris Sununu's mouth in the Washington, D.C. swamp on Saturday. What kind of a loser? What gives him the right to say that about Mike Lindell? That's what I want to know. What gives my governor in this state in this live free or die granite state, what gives him the right to say anything about our president, Donald Trump, or the guy fighting his butt off and his reputation and the reputation of his company and everybody's livelihood that works for him? What gives him the right to say that stuff about Mike Lindell when this loser in New Hampshire hasn't done anything to, for, to better the lives of, uh, of New Hampshireites? Although he has opened up a ton of illegal, illegal immigration homes that we're paying for on taxpayer dollars. I am so sick of weak-spined losers like Chris Sununu. And guess what? He's going to get an earful from me the next time I see him. And I'm going to invite him on this show, too. I'm going to invite him on this show just so I can tell him how much of a loser he really is. So, in light of a loser like him, in light of a loser like Larry Hogan, let's go ahead and give a double dumb dumb award of the day to these morons. Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. Double Dumb Dumb Award of the Day, Larry Hogan, and of course, Chris Sununu. Now, I'm going to end the show with this. Now, I'm not going to say that I am a big Elon Musk fan. I think Elon Musk has got some very ungodly opinions and some very weird agendas. However, Elon Musk does believe in freedom of speech. Elon Musk does believe in a lot of the stuff that we believe in. And a long time ago, about four months ago, Elon Musk actually said that he was toying with the idea, flirting with the idea of buying Twitter and then, can- and then deleting it like the ultimate c- cancel culture, canceling Twitter. Well, folks, <laughs> hold on. This weekend, Elon Musk bought 10% of Twitter outright making him one of the largest individuals, if not the largest individual stakeholder in Twitter. He spent $3 billion to buy 10% of Twitter's stock, liter- or stake, stake in the company, literally buying 73.5 million shares. Now, he's not saying what he's going to do with it. He's not saying what his role is going to be. But I will remind you that about four months ago, he was flirting with the idea of purchasing Twitter and then canceling and deleting Twitter. Now, if that is Elon Musk's plan, then I applaud him. He's also said he might be opening up his own social media network with complete freedom of speech. I mean, I know we got a thousand of them out there and we're all like, you know what? We can't even add anymore. But the fact that he bought 10% stake in Twitter over the weekend and he spent $3 billion to do it and he's talking about starting his own site, I think there might be something to this and I think he might take down Twitter. Look, I don't care about Twitter at all or anybody who uses it, but I would like to see Elon Musk shut it down. And if you would like to see Elon Musk shut it down, let me know in the comment threads as well. And for that, just in case he does. But either way, for buying that much stock and wanting free speech, let's go ahead and give. Smarty award of the day goes to Elon Musk. I mean, hey, he deserves a Smarty Award of the Day. Anybody who can shell out $3 billion for Twitter while at the same time talking about canceling Twitter, I'm not mad at that. Let's hope he actually does it. Folks, I want to go to my website real quick because a lot of people did not get to watch the show last Friday. We have hot ticket items, three brand new children's T-shirts. From 2T, toddler, all the way up to 14 years of age, we have the red and black um, Pledge of Allegiance words in the shape of a flag. We have the hand over your heart t-shirts, and we have the freedom t-shirts, and of course, we still have the bundle deal going on until April 11th which is you can get a hand over your heart t-shirt, mix it and match it with another color, or mix it and match it with the three percenter, 
When tyranny becomes law, rebellion becomes your duty. T-shirts, we got a lot going on here on Live from America, guys. I want to thank you for helping out any way you can. We've had a lot of attrition lately with people leaving and not being monthly donors anymore because of the economy. I get it. We're going to pray to God that everything works out. We're going to rely on anything we can, and we're going to keep moving forward because that's what God wants us to do, and that's what our country needs us to do. Having said that, we are ending today on Live from America for the morning show. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing. God bless each and every single one of you. And remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there is only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I will see you tonight at 5 p.m. for more Live from America. Until then, keep a smile on your face and spread the gospel. God bless. Bye-bye.